Running sneakers are different than sneakers that you might wear to do strength training, to a hit class, to do spinning. Yes, you can wear them for some of those activities, but different activities require support in different ways. Is it just me or is this cold getting to be a little much? <laughs> Emily Abadi here bringing you another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle. Now you guys know and love Hurdle as a wellness focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to talk about everything from their big wins to how they've gotten through life's toughest moments. And on Wednesdays with Hurdle Moment, my goal is to get just a little bit more granular. On Wednesdays, I dive into my mission to inspire you to be your best self, move with intention, and have some fun along the way by talking through either commonly asked listener questions or just topics that I myself have been dealing with on the regular, either as an entrepreneur or training for a marathon or in my personal life or whatever, the list goes on. Today, I am chatting to you about running sneakers. Now, there are a few great things about running, whether you love it or you can't stand it, that you cannot deny. Firstly, it can help you keep in shape. Science shows also that it helps you live longer and it requires very little equipment. You know, the basics like a good pair of shorts for girls, a great sports bra, and of course, the right pair of sneakers. Now, picking the very best running shoes for you though can seem arduous. The market is huge. I think I wrote an article a couple of years ago about how to choose running sneakers. And I found this one statistic that pinned the industry at a value of $13 billion. Feels a little like Dr. Eagle saying that, to be honest. Uh, running shoes come in all shapes, sizes, widths, looks, prices. They can accommodate different foot types, something we'll get into in a minute. The possibilities are endless. It goes without saying that the question, how do I pick the right shoe or what sneakers should I be wearing or what sneakers are those? These are among the most popular questions I get in my DMs, which probably makes sense because I likely have upward of 70 pairs somehow tucked inside my crazy apartment. Today, I'm talking you through the biggest mistakes you might be making when you're buying new sneakers and what you need to know before you swipe your card at checkout. Before we get into that, shout out to Hurdle Moments sponsor this week, Beam. Now, Beam makes meticulously extracted natural CBD products for wellness, rest, and athletic recovery. No THC required. I regularly use their The One Tincture and also their Fixer CBD salve. And trust me, the salve is really what sold me. I use it most often immediately post-run when I'm on the floor of my apartment with my Theragun and some resistance fans trying to stretch and recover and just put back together my life. And I love to use the salve on my lower back. And you get like this really enjoyable, slightly tingly sensation that just feels like I am giving my body, my life, a little bit of love. 
they are offering Hurdle listeners a really awesome deal. Just head on over to beamtlc.com and use the code Hurdle at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Again, head on over to beamtlc.com. Use the code Hurdle at checkout for 15% off your order today. All right, with that, it's time to talk about running shoes at Emily Abadi at Hurdle Podcast. Have a hurdle moment of your own to share. Want to say hi? Have running shoe questions? Hit me with whatever you'd like. It's emily at hurdle.us over email. And with that, let's get to hurdling. Running, sneaker, buying mistakes. Again, I get questions about this all of the time. For the first like year or two of running a slew of half marathons, probably even up until my first marathon, I was without a doubt wearing the wrong running sneakers for a few reasons. I was making a lot of the mistakes that we're about to dive into. The first mistake, wearing the wrong size sneaker. I myself wear a 10 women's street shoe. I run in at least a 10.5 sneaker and that size does vary a little bit brand to brand. Now, the reason for that is when you are running, when you are out there pounding the pavement, as you can imagine with that repetitive motion, your foot is going to swell a little bit, especially the longer that you're on the move. So to accommodate that swelling, that is why experts will conventionally suggest that you size up in your running shoe. Again, I size up a half size. I know some individuals that size up a full or even more. It is seriously on a case-by-case basis. A popular question, how will I know if I'm wearing the wrong size running shoe? Well, a few indicators. One, some foot pain is certainly inevitable. And also the ever popular black toenail situation. If your shoes are too small in the toe box, you'll get a lot of that bumping up against the front of your shoe, which will lead to those black and blue toes that runners love oh so much. I'll be real. I used to get them a lot when I first started running again, when I was wearing the wrong size shoe, especially after a marathon, it became a lot less frequent. I think I actually haven't lost a toenail. This is cute. (laughs) In, I don't know, years. And that's because, again, sizing is important. I also find when it comes to training shoes versus running shoes, I might stay more true to size in a training shoe if I'm just doing some lifting in it versus, again, that constant pounding motion when it comes to a running sneaker. I'll mention this a few times over the episode today, but the best way for you to get checked out as to what size you should be wearing is by checking in with an expert, whether that's at a running specialty shop, if you're talking to an orthopedist or a physical therapist, they'll be able to take a look at your foot and tell you what might be the best sizing for you. Mistake number two, buying for looks. Oh God, I get so many inquiries asking me, what's the best looking long distance neutral sneaker? Okay, first of all, a buzzword in there that I threw out for the first time, neutral. There are different 
gates. And gate is essentially a fancy word for your manner of walking or how your foot moves. You can have a neutral gait, which means that your foot hits the ground evenly as you run. It doesn't pronate or supinate. Those are the other two buzzwords when it comes to foot type. If you pronate, that means when you walk or you run, your weight tends to be more on the inside of your foot. And if you supinate, that means when you walk or you run, the weight tends to be more on the outside of your foot. Now, pronation is definitely a natural movement of the foot. I think I've read statistics that generally a normal, and I'm using air quotes here, pronation of the foot means that it's rolling inward about 15%. It then comes into complete contact with the ground. You're cool to support your body weight without any problems. And then it goes back into the gait cycle, into your next step. When you over pronate, you're seeing more than that 15% roll. And that's when you can start to experience some issues up the chain, whether that's ankle pain that then comes up to your hips and then your back. And, you know, before you know it, it's all kind of tumbling over and over. So you want to know, do I pronate? Do I supinate? Do I have a neutral foot? Again, this is something that you can determine by going into a run specialty shop, hopping on a treadmill, having one of the employees there take a look at your feet and see how they're hitting the ground. There are sneakers that are made for all of these different foot types, but science shows what's most important is rather than buying by foot type, if you happen to be someone who does overpronate and you put on a neutral shoe and it feels good for you, comfort is the most important factor. That's what the research shows. Again, you need to shop based on comfort, not based on what you see someone wearing on Instagram. The best kind of fitness, the best kind of movement is one that you can do without pain, without injury. So put that aside when you're shopping and look for a style or a brand that makes you feel your best. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't options out there that are both aesthetically pleasing and great for your foot. They exist. Trust me. I have many of them. For me, some of my go-to neutral styles that I love their look, I wear the Nike Vimero. I wear the Asics Dynaflight often, New Balance 1080. And when it comes to racing, I ran Chicago in the Nike Next Percent. And I'm currently testing something I can't quite reveal just yet. But Trust me, there are a few carbon-plated options on their way to market, all of which are targeted at a neutral gate and have a lot to offer. I just said another buzzword, which I feel like I should explain, carbon plate. And basically what the carbon fiber plate does is it's embedded in the midsole foam of a shoe and provides like a super responsive feel. It helps to propel runners forward while still allowing the shoe to contain super soft cushioning and makes for a really comfortable ride. I describe when I run in the next percent as like it just feels like that I am super springy, I'm a little invincible, and I just feel really fast. All right, back to sneaker buying mistakes. The next mistake you might make buying sneakers, you're not shopping around. Now, again, going into these running specialty shops, I'm a huge fan. They are so knowledgeable. They have so much wisdom, but you might not always get the absolute cheapest 
deal. With that said, if you do want to shop around, if you want to save some money, head to the internet where all things can be found in all different ways. There is one catch with that, though. The beauty of going into a store is that oftentimes they have some sort of buy it, love it, or return it guarantee, which means that even if you have worn the sneaker on a slew of runs, you've done 20 miles, 40 miles, if you're not sold on the shoe, in that case, you can still take it back and get a refund. Whereas if you are buying a sneaker from a vendor like Amazon, I have a hunch that they're not going to offer you that same flexibility, if you will. The next popular mistake when buying running shoes is that you're not buying them often enough. I have a lot of sneakers in my apartment, so I have personally experienced a lot of different iterations of popular running shoes, which means when I'm out there in Central Park or at the gym and I see someone running in sneakers that are years and years old, I cringe a little bit because all I can do is wonder just how much wear do they have on them. The golden rule is that shoes should be replaced every three to 500 miles. And the best way to keep track of that is either with an app, if you use Strava, if you have an Apple Watch, if you sync your Garmin, all of these different wearables will give you summaries of how much mileage you're accruing over time. You can also look at the sneaker and see visible signs of wear. If you notice on the forefoot or on the heel, there's an excessive amount of wear, then these are big signs that it's time to maybe splurge for a new pair. Also, those signs of wear might be able to tell you something about your gait cycle. Again, if you do see excessive wear on certain parts of a sneaker and you're a little unsure of what that means, bring those sneakers into a running specialty shop, a physical therapist's office, and get some input as to what areas you could be working on to strengthen your stride and more evenly wear through those sneakers. And last but not least, the final mistake you might be making when buying running shoes is not doing it. Listen, running sneakers are different than sneakers that you might wear to do strength training, to a hit class, to do spinning. Yes, you can wear them for some of those activities, but different activities require support in different ways. For example, Nike just released a shoe called the Super Rep. It highlights grooves on the sole at the toe, which create flexibility for things like push-ups and planks and things that aren't necessary for running. This is a sneaker that's not meant to be worn for miles over miles. But again, it's great as a circuit training hit, short run, other fast paced exercise kind of sneaker. On the run, you're looking for something that really caters to your foot type. Do yourself a favor and save up for a few different types of sneakers for a few different activities, including different types of running. If money is what's holding you back, I get it. I've been there. One of my go-to strategies when I'm saving up for something, whether it is a new pair of sneakers or maybe it's something a little bit bigger, like a trip to Italy, (laughs) I put aside a certain amount of money every month for the thing it is that I'm after. This way, it might seem small at the time, but after a few months, you have exactly what you need to go for exactly what you want. And in doing this, you establish this want as a priority. The most important piece of advice I can offer you when it comes to buying running sneakers, again, is trust your gut 
and really go based on feel. I have logged plenty of miles in sneakers I didn't necessarily love the look of because I knew that they were the right fit for my foot. If you have any other questions about what to do when it comes to buying running sneakers, you're looking for some help, I am here to guide you the best that I can. My credentials in this area, again, I am an eight-time marathoner. I've run a slew of half marathons. I am also a United Endurance Sports Coaching Academy certified run coach. I've talked to countless experts about this specific subject, and I'm just trying to give you the best information I can to make an informed decision when it comes to outfitting your feet. And I'm a little curious to know, what sneakers are you running in? What do you love? What don't you love? What have you used before that you're not using anymore? All the things. Hit me up over on Instagram. It's at Hurdle Podcast, at Emily Abadi. I want to hear all about it. And with that, another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.